The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com. Helping Isle of Man companies and citizens to understand net zero targets and a green future. Fast am I, good afternoon, it's 7 minutes after 12 midday, Maniline is on, through to a one more open line today, if you'd like to empty your consciousness uh, out into the airways, and we'd all love to hear what you have to say. Thanks to the Holy Trinity for looking after Maniline for the past couple of weeks, uh, Alex and Phil and Beth, hope you had fun. Text 166177, email studio at magsradio.com. Call 661368 for the hotline open line on the Isle of Man. Well, I was looking at uh, one of the websites that tells you where every ship in the world is, and uh, the Magsman, our new boat, uh, the boat that we've paid for, uh, Hull 8311, as she was at the Hyundai shipyard, uh, which was due to be heading for Southampton on the 14th of January to be fitted out, heading to us after sea trials, uh, but she's still off the east coast of Korea in sea trials. So... Instead, is she going to be on time? She's supposed to be with us for TT this year, but the Magsman is still doing sea trials off the east coast of Korea, off Busan. Uh, so uh, you can uh, quite easily do it if you go to uh, marinetraffic.com, punch in Magsman, and you'll find where she is amongst uh, a myriad of vessels off the east coast of Korea. But uh, we'll put it this way, she's not in Southampton, and I don't think you just get... Uh, slots just like that, appointments to be fitted out with all the plush fittings and furniture and carpets uh, like that. So let's just hope she's going to be on time for TT this year. Fingers crossed for that. Not least, of course, let's hope that the Princess Half-Tide dock landing stage will open on time at Vauxhall in Liverpool. Uh, have you heard this story about Manx, Manx Care spending £30 million on agency healthcare staff and bank workers last year? £30 million is £600,000 a week. A week! Six hundred grand. It's a little less than £100,000 a day being spent on agency healthcare staff and bank workers. So what is it? that people don't want to come to work on the Isle of Man in the health service. You got any thoughts on that? By all means, get in touch and to the lines. And David's with us. Hi, David. Hi, Lenny. The burning question is, at the moment, is, have you got a suntan? Have is I got a suntan? Yeah, because everybody wants to know where you've been. Oh, I've been, I've been around. I've actually been sitting incognito with uh, sandwiches on every bench in the Isle of Man just to see what everybody's been talking about. Good. Lovely. It's great to see you back. Can I talk about the Development Corporation and their conflict of interest? Yeah. And I'll, the, que- the questions I'll put to you is, is that government, it's government land, right? It's a government virtually application. So why isn't the application, normally if a government has an interest in it or the fingers in it, like the DOI, and there will be all sorts of people, the planning department as well, because it's connected with government, is why isn't the plan being called in by an inspector? That's the burning question I want to find out. What, you think they're being given a fast track? Well, 
they're, they're getting more track traction than uh, I think anybody else is is getting. But there is definitely, if you look at it all the time, the land's owned by government. Okay, whether they like it or not, most of the land, uh, most of the land's not purchased yet. I don't think there's still parts of it there where. People are having frustration. The garage fellas having for some frustration. Nobody's been talking to him. And then the other thing is, too, the decision is going to be made by the planning department, which has a conflict of interest as well because it's run by DEFA and a bit in the DOI. And then when you look at the two, well, the two people that's um, got standing there, Stephen Pitts, who's been there a long time in the council, and has said, why can't they have parking? They're going to need a car. I mean... I looked at the the concept of in the paper there of, yeah. of the plan. It's like a, a massive uh, blocks of um, which they used to have in Scotland. Yeah, is this uh, which it, one it, are you tra- are you talking about? Domain Road, Domain Road. Yeah, yeah. and all, all, all the thing they were quick enough to uh, drop the school down. And be- before I forget to, if you weren't aware, they found a jar with some old stuff in it. So there, I wonder where there's some IOUs back in, yeah. in the olden days. <laughs> Uh, on it, but it is serious as far as I'm concerned. Is because uh, once it's once it's approved for planning, you build it as it is, and then uh, people are definitely going, if people want uh, are buying them, they're definitely not going to do the 20 minute run all the time. Well, are you they? just wonder. You know, they're talking about this uh, this 20 minute city that they're talking about now, <laughs> hoping that everybody who lives on these new properties in Domain Road is going to be willing, able, and happy to walk all the time. Well, not only walk to Douglas, which is the easy bit because it's downhill, but walk yeah, back. Getting back. Yeah. And then the school's there, the buses, uh, which is at peak times when the kids are there. You know, the, the school's going to be, and hopefully it's going to be young families there too, so there'll be children coming around. Where is the playing activity? Where's all this green space that these people want for to give us all green lungs? You know, it makes you we're in... Having a healthy. I'm future. just trying to think off the top of my head. The only green space around there is the tennis club. Well, apart from the bowling green, and hopefully they're not going to get get rid of that. I'm surprised that the bowling people, the crown there, the crowners, uh, they must have party status. But yeah. the difficulty is there is is getting people uh, moved. And I just wonder what Stephen. Stephen's uh, not far away as well. I thought he would come out and and be the leading like that to make sure we get the right thing. That you just right wonder people. whether I mean it. You know, it's all very laudable. The twenty minute city. If everybody is, um, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I just read something at the weekend about Amsterdam is going hell for leather with cycles. But Amsterdam has always been a cycling city. It's one of yeah. the you know, the cycles. All well, because apart from the southeast, Holland's flat. Yeah. Douglas isn't. Yeah. You know, Douglas isn't, it's not flat, it's not made for... No. So you just wonder or not whether they've had this idea, and, you know, as I say, it's all terribly laudable and fits in, but it it almost smacks of, we've had this idea, now you have to do it. Yeah, but Andy, where's the the direction from this organisation, and uh, hopefully you're going to try and get them on this year, and say to them, you know, what is their remit? What what are they trying to achieve? Because we've got the like the Park Road site, it's undeveloped. The pub's now gone. We've got the Summerland site, which are probably easier to develop. And we've got all the places like the bus station itself. Nothing's ever done about that. You know, where's this plan? They've all got these plans within government. And I, I was there too when they had plans. But at least when you had a plan, you tried to achieve something. 
And the biggest plan we've got now is, is Glenside, which is called something else. That's getting to a stage now because there's still a concern in the Isle of Man, I think there is, where people go into a home and all they do is take the money off them. They suck the money out of them. If you've got some savings in there, uh, if you need care and you're on your own, uh, it's all gone. Okay, just uh, just ask your opinion on this one thing, David. Do you think people in the Isle of Man are car lovers or car haters? No, I think they're all car lovers. And uh, um, to tell you the truth, the car, I've noticed when people um, get their car taken off them, um, and um, I know a lot of people have had that situation there. And not, what happens to is their, their lifestyle changes dramatically because, and that's another subject you need to get the bus man on, is to say, what we've got all these little grey buses running around. I noticed one today, actually, near Springfield Court, where there's a sheltered unit complex there. And it turned quite easy enough and then went off and it dropped one p- person off. But I think it probably was the hospital run. But we need to put those in. The, the DOI and its planning department needs to make sure that these developments go in somewhere. And we've got the circuit on it. The biggest thing we missed in Onkinese years ago, we never had. We've got it into Birch Hill part. But when we extend, extended Birch Hill, it's a dead area. And when you get older and your car's taken off it, you're stuck. Okay. Unless you have friends. All right. Thanks for calling, David. Bye. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. All right. Cheers now. 16 minutes past 12 on Man in Line today. I'm sure everybody, and believe you me, Max Development uh, have been asked. We've invited them many times to come on Man in Line uh, just to chat about what it is they want to do. Absolutely no agenda. We just love to know what the end game is. It's a government organisation. Uh, their big project at the moment is the old nurse's home on Kensington Road, Westmoreland Road. Um, as to what they're doing, and then there'll be the big one that's coming up on Domain Road. They've got a lot to do, uh, but I'm sure they realise that you have to take the public with you. You have to get people's... If you're aiming to change people's lives and method of living, which they are, this 20-minute city where there will be no parking, uh, you won't be... I mean, having said that, we've had that already with those new... Uh, council flats on the Peel Road, the ones that replace the Lord Street flats. Uh, very few car parking spaces. People are urged there to have a bike or to walk. Any thoughts on it? Get in touch, text, email or call. And do you think the Isle of Man... Well, bearing in mind that we're supposed to be going towards an electric vehicle future when certainly in the UK construction of internal combustion engines for private vehicles will not be on the agenda. It'll be illegal. You won't be able to do it, which means we'll have to follow suit because we get our vehicles from the UK. So where do we go from here, and how do you view that future? Text, email, call, WhatsApp, date. Another David's with us now. Hi, David. Hello there, Andy. How are you doing? Good, thanks. What's on your mind? Uh, what it is... Um the Sidings Public House has now joined, you know, the Love Island Man scheme. Oh, right, so yeah. So you get 25% off your food and your drink, which is a great scheme, and it's run until March. So phones are welcome, sent it up. It's, uh, can I get a card off yet? Not a problem. Left Castletown, went down there, queued up, got to the front of the, in the welcome centre, asked for a card. Oh, we've got none. That's what you mean, you've got none. It's, it's run until March. We've we, we sold out. So what happens now? Well... We've ordered them. When did you order them? Don't know. When will they be here? Don't know. So here's this scheme. It, say say they, they ordered a card by a batch of 100. Yeah. 
wouldn't you thought if we got down to 50 they'd order another batch well you so would think that the welcome center they they kind of uh the clue is in the title isn't it it's there to help it's it to welcome it is yeah yeah so i asked where did they come from are they coming from across he said oh we've got them all up at the cabinet's office i said what are you doing up there they don't sell them up there do they and he goes no i said what's the point of storing them in the cabinet office, why don't you? Why haven't you sent somebody up there to get them then? Or why can't I buy one from a post office? It's just it's just farcical. There's two elderly couple there. They're over here for three days, and they were queuing up behind me, and they heard what I was saying to the lady. And as I left, as I was going out, they asked me, "Have you got no cards?" And I said, "No." I said, "I oh, would only here for three days, and we're going back." So where does that conversation leave you, David? Uh, very dismayed. I just think it's just total incompetence. Um, if you're selling tickets for a match and you, you've only got 50, when you get down to 25, you'd order another 50, wouldn't you? It's not rocket science. If, if it's going on for three months, this scheme, yeah. you'd make sure you'd have enough in that cupboard to last for one month. And then when you're halfway through them, you'd order them for the next month. It, it's not... Um, it's not beyond the wit of man, is it, really, to, to organise that. So I don't know. I mean, apparently you can do it on your phone, but a lot of uh, people uh, don't have smartphones. They just have a phone for phoning and faxing. Like, uh, texting. Yeah, I mean, so how do you it, feel if, if they're advertising a Love Isle Man card and they, they say, well, do it on your phone? Yeah, that's, uh, that's providing you've got a smartphone. I mean, I know a lot of elderly people just want a phone to phone, and that's yeah. it. And that's what this elderly couple had. They'd come over and they didn't even, didn't even have a phone with them, let alone a smartphone. So, but, but I mean, to a lot of people, David, doing it, when people say that, they say it very glibly, you know, just do it on your phone. Well, hang on, yeah. I'm, I'm the customer, I'm the cu and you're making it a faff for me. You're, you're making course, it, yeah. you know, you're giving me hassle. Right, yeah, it's right, yeah. So maybe you could get a comment from the cabinet office, what, what you're doing with the card why is he not at the welcome center well we'll try and it's find that out david yes so no love isle of man cards at the welcome center no uh, okay is that the only place you can get them uh well they're supposed to be available i mean they, they i think they did 1400 of them last year they were sold uh last year um but then again, you know, all sorts of people have been saying that they're a waste of time. Businesses were divided over the reintroduction. They apparently they've ironed out all the problems. But right, I mean, have you heard of it? I only thought it was the welcome centre where you could get I, them. Yeah, I think it is. But wouldn't you think you'd make it available at the post office? Because if you live in Ramsey or you live in Port Erin or wherever, it's a bit of a, as you say, a faff. To jump the bus, yeah. Go and buy the car, then jump the bus back. It's it yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It's what Open they call in the it's what they call in the trade, uh, David, a barrier to entry. And, and things like <laughs> Love Isle of Man card, there should be no barrier yeah. to entry. If you want one, you should just be able to get one, and not somebody saying, "Well, do it on your phone." That's a barrier to entry. Correct. It is, yeah. Okay. For a lot of people. Okay. Good to hear from Thank you. you Thanks for phone. calling today. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Here's Jed now. Hi, Jed. Hi, Andy. I'd like to talk about cycling, if you don't mind. Yeah, by all means. I think the uh, the populace of the Isle of Man that work in Douglas are probably in the Onken, Outer Douglas area, Farm Hill, Governor's Hill. And it's a great thought having people riding into work, but it's simply too difficult for many. Because when you look at the likes of Summerhill, Crellins Hill, Broadway, Peel Road... You're talking about a massive climb, you know, they've got to have the constitution of 
Eddie Merckx, you know, to get out of Douglas. And I think it's asking too much, you know, that they have this dream that there's going to be a community that just rides into work. I think just and like this Manx Development Corporation and the 20 Minute City, it's a, a case of we've had this idea, now you do it. Uh, that, that's true. And I think, you know, the secret would be either it'd be a, a proper grant for electric bikes, some real encouragement there. That's one way around it. Or just simply allowing bikes to go on public transport, on, on the buses. Because I, I could, you know, have my uh, massive uh, St. Bernard or Great Dane on the bus, you know, with a bus pass, but I couldn't bring on a, a foldable push bike. So there needs to be some um, focus on, on that, really. But I think asking folk to, you know, ride up Summer Hill, Crellins Hill and what have you um, is just uh, one pedal too far. Well, obviously, uh, what is it, half of the population of the Isle of Man lives in Douglas, Onken and Braddon. I mean, the other the other towns and villages are fairly flat. I mean, apart from the lower promenade in Port Erin, that's, Port Erin's fairly flat, as I say, apart from the obvious lower prom. Port St. Mary, not too many hills around Port St. Mary. So we're talking about the problem in Douglas, aren't we? We are, we are. And if you do try and ride in from the south, um, it's not safe. You know, that A5 road is an absolute joke. And the old Castle Town road's even lesser, even more of a joke. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the A5 is the one to look at. If you're riding, say, from Fairy Bridge um, up to Brown Cow Hill and through Santon, you're really, you know, putting your life in your hands uh, on that. It's, It's totally bonkers, totally unregulated. And there's not even any decent road markings there at the moment. But if they had, you know, something alongside the railway line, maybe that would assist. But I do think the key is is allowing uh, cycles to go on public transport, on buses, so you could kind of break up your journey and miss out the really tough bits. And that way you could get people into cycling, you know, people who perhaps haven't tried it, who aren't quite as fit, but just want to make that effort. But you know, really, it's just uh, asking a bit too much. It's so unrealistic to think that this active travel could be adopted by one and all. And do you think this is down to government to make um, discounts, maybe company discounts, employee discounts for electric bikes a lot more uh, helpful? I think when you look at the um, who's representing us in in government, so you look at your, your 24 and then you look at your councillors. I think your councillors seem a bit more energised and uh, a bit more aware of it. But when you look at the 24, who in there in that midst is an actual cyclist? Who is actually talking about cycling or championing cycling? Yeah. None of them. It's as simple as that. Just look at them. And then in the electorate, you know, look at who is really pushing it. Uh, how many MHKs were put through, you know, with their manifestos with an emphasis on active travel being realistic uh, i think they're just completely disconnected um you know with this with this way of thinking but jed many roads on the isle of man i'm talking particularly about country and minor roads are are dangerous to cyclists because of blind bends and the speeds look at some of the speeds that motorists do on the country roads to the north of ramsey well i'm a, an experienced cyclist uh, i've competed uh, you know off-road and on-road, time trials, road racing. And I don't feel safe now, you know, because I see a lot, you know, whilst I'm driving through the course of my business and I don't feel comfortable on the road. I see people looking at screens and and doing heaven knows what with phones. 
Um, but also we, we've had some absolutely horrific accidents. You know, uh, I know a couple of cyclists that are, are no longer with us. Uh, so it, do, it does put you off um, having a strategy where you have cycleways that are taken away from the road. So such as having some legislation to have cycleways on public footpaths a little more formalised and made safe, that, that would go a long way. But of course, the secret is we've got these railway lines. And if we could somehow have a cycleway near them, alongside them, or alongside rivers that are manageable, then, you know, you take the gradients out of it. But at the moment, you know, Douglas, um, it's, it really is. You've got to be the king of the mountains to get home. When do you think, I mean, what do you think will be uh, the tipping point where suddenly many people who currently don't cycle, who think of cycling, you know, as t either too energetic, too much of a hassle for them. I mean, what can, is it, is it cost? Is it the environment? Is it safety? What, what's going to break that barrier? I think the tipping point is an appetite for change in the department that's responsible for this. So when we look at the efforts um, for cycleways, um, there's been you know a number of failures. I mean, head up north and go to Glenduff, where it looks like someone's lent out of a wagon with a spray can to make a cycle lane. It, it's an absolute joke. Um, but really, it needs some people who've got a bit of an imagination, imagination and some boldness to make it happen. But as I said, the, the MHKs, I haven't seen any one of them on a bike ever. So you, you're on the back foot, you know, to begin with. OK. All right. We appreciate that, Jed. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Cheers now. And Stephen's with us on Man in Line. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Andy, and good afternoon, listeners. Yeah, I'd like to echo some of the comments that David Quirk made about the proposed plan uh, to redevelop uh, Westmoreland Road, the main road. And I do feel that there's a lot more mileage in this that's going to happen and develop as time goes over. And I think it's clear to most people who've looked at the plan, certainly Councillor Pitts has made comments, and I think he's absolutely right, that it is an over-intensification use of the site. Uh, there is no consideration really given to the impact on the area and what could be done. And the sad thing is that they've had... A presentation over two days but this is not a consultation it doesn't give an ability for people to say well really we don't like this aspect of it can we change it the only real uh, ability for people now I would think is to mount a uh, an objection to the plan via the planning system and I do feel it's incumbent upon the public representatives, that's Chris Thomas and call it MHKs, in conjunction with the various town council representatives to call a public meeting for people to be able to express their views, certainly the residents of the area and the greater wide area of Douglas, to make their comments known to them because I do feel that this plan is going to need improvement now i'll give you an example andy and listeners if you look at the old areas around this area such as derby square woodburn square 
and all the other squares, they're built with areas for people to sit in and relax. And uh, this doesn't have any open space within it where people can go and cogitate the meaning of life. And also, as Councillor Pitt says, if there's families to be in it, there's not a lot of open space uh, made available. So I do think it's an over-intensive use of the site. Not enough thought has been giving, given to the existing surrounding facilities, such as uh, uh, the Finchill Sports Park, which incorporates the basketball park, the tennis courts, and the uh, bowling area, which is a little, a little oasis in this part of town because it is a very intensely developed area. And if we've got an opportunity now, well, there should, in my view, be more open space within the development. There doesn't appear to be. I didn't manage to get the presentation, but I can look at the plans. Councillor Pitts has echoed this. So my view is that, sadly, it's going to require an objection. Now, I believe some indication was given, I may be wrong, by the the by the, by the, the company that... Uh, we, it's a it's a foregone conclusion that because it's a government as the shareholder, then the plans will go through automatically. Do you think do they feel, need to create a park? I do feel that we should have yes, because if you look at the strategic plan, the strategic plan of the island does put communities and open space at the heart of uh, what we should be doing, and I do feel that that is an important aspect now for to improve people's well-being. You don't just want to go into the house and sit there like you're a monk or a nun, do you? You want to engage with your neighbours and uh, and talk to them. And I think that having these facilities encourages that talk and uh, engagement. Well, certainly, as you mentioned, Woodburn Square and Derby Square, just, uh, I mean, just off uh, by the by, it's very big for uh, mothers with young children. First thing in the morning, you'll see them walking the babies around in prams, sitting there and chatting. So an open space uh, and a park is, is, is important. You would have thought that's something that would have been in their minds. Well, I think what's been in this in their minds is is getting the maximum value from the site because... From what I've read of the newspaper report and Councillor Pitts's report, is they are going to be for rental. Now, I suppose they they need to get in order to fund the development rather than it being rather than it being sold off. Then they're going to need the rental income. But surely, way- surely they wouldn't think that the 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 main thing is to maximise income. I mean, this is supposedly supposedly for social benefit. Well, that's what it looks to me, and I might be wrong, but it looks to me like the site has been maximised for the intensive number of properties that can be got on the site in order to maximise the income. So I think this is where our local representatives must come out of the woodwork, must declare one way or the other, they must contact their, their constituents to find out what we want. And I think the only way... One of the ways, not the only way, one of the ways is a public meeting. And I do think for those people who have an objection, it's no use writing on Facebook or, or me, like me, writing in and speaking on Manx Radio. The only uh, option that we're going to have is a full objection to the plan. Because quite simply, you, we have this all the time on the island, government and departments 
give you presentations, but that doesn't mean anything changes. The only way you can get a change is if, well, even then you're not going to, there's no way, no guarantee that the planning department will accept your objections. So in this case, I do feel that there's going to have, there will, it will lead to objections and uh, the, the planning committee will look at them uh, in the round. But I do think that this plan, as it's presented, is an over-intensive use of the site without enough facilities within it. I'm not against the, the development of the area. That's good. But it's far too intensely developed. OK. All right, Stephen, thanks for calling. Thank you. All right, it's good to be with you. 25 to 1. Uh, Port Erin has increased the rates. Uh, text in from 557. Walking past Braddock Cafe, they're ripping up the decking already. Surely all the large joists uh, uh, which have been destroyed uh, should have been treated, obviating the need for renewal. The same happened to the timber footbridge says John. What's happening there? Uh, on Facebook, says Rob, on 384, Mr Hooper <laughs> explained that the DFE didn't fund the funfair during TT. They do occur cost, uh, occur, incur costly expenditures uh, to his department, DFE, relating to, the fun, relating to the funfair. This is what they're stopping, and is this the reason there'll be no TT 2023 funfair on the prom? I think this clears up the fact for Facebook whingers. Is that true? TT Funfair 2023. Uh, here's a note in. Just says, uh, is the steam packet lying to the Manx people? Uh, the Manxman is not on sea trials at all. The truth is, says Fred. Now, this is Fred's words, not mine. But Fred on 807 says, the gearbox has blown up. Um, that's the reason that the Manxman, uh, our new ship, our new boat, our brand new uh, flagship of the fleet, is not in Southampton being fitted out. It's still off the coast of Korea. So does she have problems? Is, is there is something gone wrong? I'm not saying. This is Fred's intimation that there is a problem with our new boat, and that's the reason that the boat is still in Korea and not here. Text, email, call, WhatsApp. David's correct, says John. The answer is reinstall the cable tramway and extend the horse tramway and electrify it. That's what we need to do. Matty said, I think the blocks of houses on the new development in Douglas should be raised a level and put parking underneath the houses. New year, new business. Achieve your business goals with Nicola Balker & Co. We understand the challenges and can advise and assist you on your way. Nicola Bowker & Co. Accountants and Tax Advisors, helping businesses in the Isle of Man for 19 years. Call the UPVC Window Specialists, Phoenix Windows, for quality windows, doors and conservatories, along with fascias, soffits, barge boards, guttering and all building work undertaken. With free estimates, free surveys, guaranteed work and all island coverage. Phoenix Windows don't use standard off-the-shelf frames. Their windows are made to measure, which means you get a perfect fit, less bulky frames and more glazing. Call 816628 or visit phoenixwindows-iom.com. You're in the car and you've been circling the car park for what feels like forever. No spaces in sight and the queues are backing up behind you. Then, out of the corner of your eye, you spot someone with shopping walking towards you. They gesture that their car is right next to you and the only space is now yours. Woohoo! This is how it feels when you save over £500 versus MT with our broadband home phone and mobile bundle. Start saving at Shaw.com. 
T's and C's apply. There's an election to the Legislative Council coming soon and Paul Crane MLC is looking for votes. Is the role of the council changing? What are the keys members looking for and how do they decide? Mr Crane was elected in November 21, shortly after the general election and certainly has been vocal since then. So what does he want to achieve and what can he offer? Find out on Agenda at 6pm this evening with me, Phil Gorn, on Manx Radio. Is Mr Crane doing a good job and worth a further five years? Is it time for fresh faces? Or do you think it doesn't matter who gets in as they're only in it for themselves? The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com. I do wish The Phil... Isle of Man's main Net Zero Progress website. I do wish Phil would get off the fence, don't you? It's 21 minutes before one on Max Radio. Julian's on. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Good to have you back. Thank you, New. Sounding in good form. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I actually went to the Westmoreland Village little presentation um, and I've got a couple of thoughts about it. Um, they say that there's going to be around about 95 to 100 car parking spaces offered. However, the entire development, including the old nurses' home, indicates that there's going to be a total of about 257 beds if you take all the single, the, the, the two-bedroom and the three-bedroom um, um, apartments. Yeah. Um, the plans for the old nurses' home, which is up on the Isle of Man uh, government's planning application, which I think is 22-00254B, that indicates that there will um, they, that they will be double beds. It looks like that on the drawing. So if this applies to the whole project, as Steve said earlier, um, that's quite intense. That could be 514 people living within the Westmoreland village. Um, now... The other side of this is the current UK vehicle ownership by population is about 60%. I think it's around 600 per thousand. So if you use that measurement, you'd need about 300 car parking spaces rather than around 95 to 100 that they're talking about. Um, But that does kind of tally with the Arab, their new C40 city report, where they're talking about reducing private car ownership by two thirds. Yeah. other interesting things are the the renderings that they had, the big pictures are, the aerial view of the project indicated that there were parking spaces between the townhouses. But when you look at the vertical um, plan, there was no sign of those. So there's a bit of a discrepancy between sort of the nice sort of drone aerial shot and the actual plan itself. So it was a uncertain as to what the parking is likely to be how are they going to get people to not have cars julian well this is the thing you know i mean it's not london you know if you go on the tube you know camden town or you can go and get a museum and there's thousands and millions of restaurants and stuff that's not really up there is it it's a sort of like what you're gonna i'm not knocking the place yeah. but it's not the same as where the other 20 minute cities are being touted like melbourne and paris I mean, um, Anna Hidalgo, who's the mayor of Paris, I mean, she was pushing for this in February of 2020, even before COVID started, yeah. which, you know, it's uh, quite an interesting thing. So I think Councillor um, Stephen Pitts, I think, as Stephen said, I think he's hit on the, you know, this kind of over 500 people living there, 95 car parking spaces. You don't seem to have much in the way of greenery, although some of the trees on the drawings look like the roots are going to go through the blooming building. Um so you might have a couple of hundred people who do decide to get a car that's going to be hunting around for on-street parking. And, and that's going, that will be the that. issue. Then, obviously, in all the surrounding areas, 
that's just going to create discord if people are constantly parking, you know, two, three hundred yards away from their place of residence. That's going to get up the noses of other people. Well, it's not even just that. In some ways, there's going to be other little issues like the planning application for the nurse's home, that 220254B. If you look in the bottom left hand side of that plan, it shows the spaces for bikes, sea bikes in the basement of the nurse's home. So there's 56 spaces allocated, but they say there's going to be two e-bike chargers. So they're going to get hogged. <laughs> Even if you're into cycling, that could be a bit of an issue if there's only two chargers that are indicated on the plans. I mean, do you think the people behind the, the Manx Development Corporation, do you think they're... Uh, uh, let me put this delicately. Are they there to do a, the job they've been told to do, or do they have a wider remit to pre-handle issues that may be? You've pointed out many of the problems that may be occurring. Uh, I mean, so the people behind Manx Development Corporation just say, well, that's not what we were told to do. If people say, look, there's no car parking spaces, you can't charge a bike, and, um, you know, would they turn around and say, well, you knew what you were buying, tough. Well, you're reminding me of when I was talking to Daphne Kane with you a few weeks ago. And one of the things that she said was, will we be driving in 10 years? So she knows something that we don't. I don't know. But it's, got, it's almost a bit like the cart before the horse with all this. Well, I can answer that. Um, yes, we will be driving in 10 years. Of course, we'll be driving in 10 years. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I noticed, especially after the news in the last few years, um, the plans don't seem to indicate a fire escape, really. Because um, normally speaking, you'd have some form. I mean, with those ones, with those things, you might have a like, like a nice sort of stone fire escape out the back, you know, outside. Um, but it doesn't seem to indicate anything other than a smoke vent in the middle of the building. So I don't quite know how that's going to work when you've got five, six story building. I mean, you know, if you've got smoke coming under your door when you're in the apartment and you don't have any other way than that door out. Well, that's a legal requirement. Um, you have to have sufficient fire escapes. Yeah, that's what I, I was. I, I don't know. I mean, that's something that um, I'm, I'm not an expert on fire regulations, but I, there's no sign of anything about that type of detail on the on the plan for the for the old nurses home, which I assume would be applied to the rest of them. Um, another thing is it shows it's got a plant room, but I wonder how the heating will be charged to each apartment, whether it's going to be a generic amount, whether you use the heating or not. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was that was a little bit sad to say was there was some insignia on one of the buildings, but no triskelion, no Manx three legs, which was a bit um, bit uh, would have been nice to have seen a triskelion at least on the on the artist rendering. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. All right, Julian, thanks for that. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Andy. Nice to have you back. Uh, bless Good. you. Thank you. And a note in from uh, Andrew says uh, statins. Uh, why are statins being introduced on such a wide scale? Well, they've been for, with us for ages, haven't they? Statins, uh, potentially to millions of people. Uh, this is a, a worldwide view, I'm assuming. Uh, so, and why all the heart problems in middle-aged men all of a sudden? Could there be? Is there a link between statins and heart problems? Uh, did we all get taken in by a lie? Is there a grim truth? I don't know whether you. I don't know whether you. Everybody will either be on statins or know somebody who's on statins. Uh, they, what do they do? They are uh, cholesterol-lowering drugs, aren't they, statins? Uh, so anybody who's at high risk of uh, heart problems, cardiovascular. But statins have been linked to all sorts of things, an increased uh, risk of uh, certain types of diabetes as well, and some liver damage. Um, 
So all sorts of uh, problems with statins. But certainly some next time we have a, a medical expert on, we'll bring that up. Uh, lots of uh, emails in today, so I'll try and get through as many as I can. Uh, regarding the Westmoreland Road, we went to view this new development, Open Days. Good informative time. Before you say no parking, go along and see and view the visuals and talk to MDC before saying this, says correspondent. 200, plenty of parking for this green environmental project. And what do you mean by green environmental project? Okay, uh, well... All I can say to you is text anonymous 200, then Manx Development Corporation have been offered the opportunity at least half a dozen times to come on Man in Line. If I'm being completely honest with you, they've never even replied to my emails. I've emailed on behalf of Man in Line, on behalf of you, the listener, asking Manx Development Corporation to come in, have a chat, absolutely no agenda. We want to hear what they have to say. It is, uh, you know, a government-devolved uh, organisation. Um, and uh, let's put it this way, they're not doing it for free. They're doing it on behalf of us, and they are getting paid the going rate for it. So it would be like, nice to know what it is that their idea is. I can only do that. I'll ask on your behalf for Manx Development Corporation to come and have a chat on Man in Line and just to talk to you about what you think. All I will say is that uh, a vacuum creates opinion. So by all means, we invite them again onto Man in Line. Westmoreland Road is almost in the town centre. It's not a three-mile walk into town. It's only a short walk. Why say it's too far, says 068? Well, it may not be far going there, but coming back up the hill, what do you think about it? It may be that we're all turning into, you know, sort of... How can I put this gently? Well, you know what I mean. Not terribly uh, exercise conscious. So, is this right for the government to say these 20 minute cities, right? Okay, this is what it's going to be in the future. No car parking spaces, few car parking spaces. We're attempting uh, to get more people walking in and out of Douglas. I wonder if they use a car, by the way. Uh, did anybody, uh, if you. If you attended the open session by the Max Development Corporation, then if you've got something to report on it, by all means, get in touch. Uh, the Treasury Minister, uh, Allenson, Dr. Allenson, answered some questions, as did uh, Claire Barber, for any perceived conflicts of interest uh, with the planning applications, for sure. We'll all have to change our behaviours, says Jan, and reduce our carbon footprint, like use carpools, like a zip car, which is used in the UK. Uh, says Jan. Are they making it easy, Jan? Are they making it easy? And perhaps, Jan, if you use a car, will you give your car up for the greater good? It may be that we're all going to be dragooned this way in the future, and it will be a good idea. At the moment, do you see an apparent plan? Do you see an increase in public transport? Free, clean, uh, frequent public transport. Do you see that happening? In terms of MDC strategy and conflict of interest, uh, why doesn't Manx Radio invite the owner and shareholder uh, of uh, them onto Man in Line? Well, they've been done many times, and the invitation remains open for anybody uh, from uh, Manx Development Corporation to come on Man in Line to chat about the future and tell us 
what it is they want to do. Discover a great value trip away this year with Steam Packet Holidays. We have a huge array of ferry excursions and holiday packages available. Why not take a city break and indulge in culture and cuisine? Or head for a relaxing long weekend in the countryside? Take the family or just a good book? There's a Steam Packet holiday for everyone. Call Steam Packet Holidays today on 645-777 to find out more and book. Or visit our travel shop in the Sea Terminal. Island Hearing Limited, your local hearing care specialist since 2009 with branches in Port Erin and Ramsey. We provide the very latest hearing aid technology available which you can try at home with excellent aftercare and a wax removal service available using microsuction. Give us a ring on 830-722 or visit Island Hearing at One Station Road, Port Erin. We're happy to help. Island Hearing, always listening. When couples decide to part, there's a lot to deal with. There's the matter of the children, the matter of your property, the matter of pensions. You need to consider the matter of existing wills and perhaps the matter of a business. And because you matter, Man Benham Advocates are here for you when it comes to divorce and family matters. For help and advice and a free initial consultation, call Man Benham on 639 350. Man Benham, here for you. Now more than ever, we probably all wonder what our kids' lives will be like in 20 years. Because if the last few years have shown anything, it's that nothing is certain. But right now, we've got the opportunity to give them some certainty. To give our island energy independence with 20 years of clean local resources to provide jobs and security as we transition to a green economy. Visit Kroger.im now to find out more. It's an opportunity we shouldn't miss. The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com, the world's leading carbon register and validation ecosystem. Master Mike, good afternoon, eight minutes before one. Thanks to WhatsApper958, sent me a screenshot of where the Manxman is in sea trials off Korea. And if you want to find out where the Manxman is, you can go to uh, marinetraffic.com and punch in Manxman and uh, she'll uh, direct you to where she is off the east coast of Korea at the moment. Uh, Neil dropped a note in uh, just to say combustion engines aren't being banned, it's the emissions that are being banned. The development of synthetic fuels is well ahead in Formula One, MotoGP and the big bike and car manufacturers, uh, which will allow existing vehicles to continue for the foreseeable future. Hydrogen is already being used commercially in ships and heavy plants and wagons. This assumption uh, that everything is going battery powered is far off the mark. Thank you, uh, uh, for that information, Neil, it will be nice to know. And again, this is when we get varying amounts of information, people with varying views of what's going to happen in the future and whether or not. I think we've all accepted, by the way, that electric vehicles will not be all encompassing. They won't be everywhere simply because there isn't enough lithium and cadmium in the world to get the darn things, to get the batteries. China is hoovering up lithium assets all over South America and all over Africa. So China will have everybody over a barrel as far as the production of batteries. As to the recycling of batteries, what's going to happen with those? The weight of the vehicles and what may happen to multi-story car parks in the future still hasn't been addressed. But uh, the point is that 
everybody can handle information if it's consistent and if there's detail. The moment you get obfuscatory views of what's going to happen in the future, depending on what people's uh, agenda is, that's where the problems arrive and the people just aren't sure. And with, you know, uncertainty actually comes fear. People, uh, people fear the unknown. Everybody fears the unknown. Disagree with the assumption that most people working in Douglas live in Douglas or Onken. Have you seen how many cars go over the mountain every day? Point taken, 507, we agree. The point I was making is that half the population of the Isle of Man lives in Douglas, Onken and Braddon. But we take the point and also uh, witness the stream of traffic every day out of Peel towards Douglas and then the way back on in the evening. Uh, Love Isle of Man cards aren't real cards. They are on an app. Very few people don't have, uh, don't have a smartphone and most people know somebody who can help them download it and show them how to use it. However, you have one uh, they are great if you spend it on Monday to Thursday. Get 25% of your spend back the next day, says Jane. I wonder if the new boat's been designed in order to carry electric vehicles in the future, and considering that they are a lot heavier, i.e. the Nissan Leaf Electric is about 250 kilograms heavier than the petrol version, says David. Well, imagine 20 of those on the boat compared to nowadays. I'm sure they've thought about it, and I'm sure the designers of our new Manxman uh, have thought about it. The problem is, is the darn thing going to be here on time, bearing in mind it's still in sea trials around Korea and was due to be in Southampton two weeks ago to be fitted out inside. And she's due to be here for TT this year. We'll see. Some jobs like teaching necessitate taking work home. So surely there's no chance of cycling to work if you've got bags and bags of marking to take home, says Sue. Uh, Jed's correct, says John. All pensioners on bikes with their shopping from the south use the train and put your bike on the train, uh, says John. Thanks for that, John. And text her 557. Couldn't agree more with Jed, says Margaret. No point in championing cycling to work when there are few safe routes currently. The bottom of it, are you going to be safe or will you be clouted off your bike by somebody? Now, we didn't quite get, to, we didn't at all get to that £30 million being spent on agency healthcare staff. So get back to that tomorrow. Uh, also, Flyby came and went, then came back and went, and now it's gone. I just wonder what you think this says about the fact that, well, the airport director says it was a great idea for Flyby, whereas a lot of people in the trade looked at it with half-closed eyes. Lots to talk about. Text, email, call and WhatsApp. And we're open live tomorrow from 12 midday. Thanks to Paul Moran on the phones today. W-I-N-T.